Welcome to Preach to Teach. I'm your host, Pastor Cliff Miller Sr. This part of the show is called Basic Training. Some might call it Bible study, but we call it Basic Training because we start with the basics. A little bit at a time, not trying to overwhelm you or impress you with fancy words and sayings. If you're looking for a performance, this ain't that show. If you're looking for somebody to manipulate the word to make you feel good and make us sound impressive, this ain't that show. Dr. Lehman Newtall, Senior Pastor of Thy Word Worship Center, located in Plymouth, Minnesota, breaks the word down in a way that everybody can understand, showing you the Greek and Hebrew translations that you may not know the meaning to, making sure that you have all the tools as a Christian to handle the ways of the world. So without any further ado, let's jump right into this session of basic training with Dr. Lehman Newtall. Let's pray right now. And I'll pray and you bow your heads with me and look to heaven. And just thank God for this opportunity. Just thank him for life and just being able to be able, being able to be able to have more of his word, to listen to his word and to learn more. And the more we learn about his word, the more we know about him. So we get said, thank you, Father. I thank you right now for your word. I thank you for being God and God out there yourself. Thank you for being the father that we all need. And Lord, I pray, Lord, tonight that you will help me with this Bible study, this basic training, Lord, to teach your people. Use me, Lord. I just want to do your word and do your will tonight. Bless those that are listening under the sound of my voice. Thank you for them, Lord. Thank you for their obedience to join in Jesus' holy name. Amen. I'm going to title this, What Does the Bible Say About Family and Enemies? Yeah, I'm, going, I'm going to go slow tonight. And we're going to go in the Bible. I said, what does the Bible say about family and enemies? So hold on to your hats. Buckle up your seatbelt. Let's see what God has to say. Praise God. First, let's go to 1 Peter. If you love studying your Bible, you're really going to enjoy it tonight. If you really love studying your Bible, then you're going to really love and enjoy the study tonight. Because I enjoy just putting it together. Because I never put this one together before. Out of all the years I've been put doing Bible studies, never for some reason I just never did. But there's a certain word I want you to hear tonight that I used to always wonder about. And if you've been around the ministry a long time, you've heard this word and you probably thought the same thing. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. Let's go there. Praise God. When I say certain scriptures, I know you're going to take a while getting there. So I don't, I'm not planning on going fast. I'll wait for you. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. Amen. And it reads, Behold, okay, 
Here we go. But you are a chosen generation. This is Peter talking to believers, saints, Christians. He said, but you, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and a holy nation, a peculiar people. I'm coming from the King James translation. A peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who had called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. There's a word in here that I always thought about, always often heard it, never dug deep into it until today. The word peculiar. Now, when I say the word peculiar, I know the average person, when they hear this word peculiar, they have a certain picture in them in their head of that word. Some might have a picture saying odd or weird or unusual or different or even strange. Now, just for the record, all those would be true because they're synonymous. They're all synonyms. They're different words or different definitions of the same word. I'm going to take y'all to, to my English class right now. We, we, we in school, y'all, English. Yeah, thank God for my English teacher. Now, those are synonyms. Now, for instance, if I say the word trunk, T-R-U-N-K, if I say the word trunk, I know immediately some of you get a picture in your head of that word. And some of you might have a picture of a car. You know, the back of a car, it has a trunk. Some of you might have a picture of an elephant. An elephant, the front of an elephant is a trunk, his nose. Some of you might have a picture of a body. Do you know that the between your neck and your waist is called a trunk? the middle part of your body. Some of you may even have a picture of a tree trunk. The bottom of the tree is a trunk. Some of you even might have a pair of swimming trunks in your head if you're, if you're a guy. Now all those are true, but they're different words that mean different things but have the same word trunk. Now they're not synonymous. This is called homonyms. These are words, a word that look the same and sound the same but have different meanings. In other words, they're not interchangeable. Unlike odd and weird and unusual and uncommon and strange and different, those words are interchangeable. You can do that. So let's go back to Peter. Peter said that we are a, a peculiar people. Now, I thank God that he, he taught me how to study. Now, this word peculiar in 1 Peter does not mean odd. It does not mean weird. 
does not mean unusual. It does not mean strange. Thank God for that. I'm glad it don't mean strange because he's talking about followers or believers, Christians following Christ. We're not strange, y'all. Well, what does the word peculiar mean? It says we are. <laughs> Hello, y'all. This word peculiar simply means kindred. It means offspring. It means stock. It means purchase. Oh, yeah. We're purchased people. And it also means family. Come on, help me, somebody. It means family. We're chosen. Mm -hmm. We're we're peculiar people mean that we are of the household of God. I mean, God has called us to be in his family. Oh, somebody's trying to mess up my phone, but that's that's all right. I'm not going to answer that. Peculiar. God said we 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 he have uh called us to be different separate we're called to be different from the world we're called to stand out from the world not to blend in that's why we're peculiar because we don't pull the blend in let's go to second Corinthians chapter 6 of uh, verse 17. Second Corinthians chapter six, verse 17. Starting our Bible tonight, y'all. Oh, all right. Gotta read it. First second Corinthians chapter six, verse 17. It said, this is Apostle Paul talking to Christians, thanks of God. He said, wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, said the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you. Paul said that we are to be separate in the world, but not of the world. Hallelujah. It said we are chosen generation. The word chosen is the Greek word genos. G-E-N-O-S. This word talks about property. See, we are God's property. We are called to be a family of God. We are his purchased property. We are the stock of God's 
and we're in his family now. Now, I'm going to give you some scriptures tonight because we're going to talk about family and enemies tonight. Let's go to Matthew chapter 5, verse 43. Uh-oh. Matthew chapter 5, verse 43. Can I take my time, y'all? Gospel according to Matthew. This may be new to some of y'all, but some of y'all have heard this a lot of times. But it goes right with the lesson tonight. Matthew chapter 5, verse 43. You have heard, this is Jesus talking to the multitude. This is at the beginning of the ministry of Jesus. Now, he ministered for three and a half years before we crucified him. But this was at the beginning. He was on the on top of the mountain, Mount of Olives. And this is the Sermon on the Mount. And this is the beginning of the sermon. And he told the people who was potentially going to be a part of his family. Potentially going to be. He was laying down the rules and laying out, laying the law down that if you don't follow me, these are some things that you're going to have to do. Now it says, you have heard that it had been said that you shall love your enemy, not love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Jesus said, but the conjunction, but I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Verse 45, that you may be the children of your father, which is in heaven. Stop right there. Now, many people have their favorite verses of scripture. And I know some of you who listen to me, you have your favorite verse of scripture. Some of you might say, uh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. Or uh, my God shall supply all of my needs. You, you know, there's, there's, some, there's some good ones out there. That, that will keep in the perfect peace whose mind is stayed on me. Isaiah 26 verse 3. But I don't think I ever remember or ever heard anybody quote this verse as one of their favorite verses. After all, who wants to do this anyway? Who wants to love their enemies? Love your friends, yeah. Uh, love the people who treat you nicely and respectfully, yep. But love your enemies? Maybe we better check the Greek word to make sure Jesus, this is what he really meant for us to do. Now, thank God I found out the word that he was talking about, the love. The word, Greek word is agapeo, A-G-A-P-A-O. This word simply means compassion. It means to have compassion. It also means have goodwill towards them. It means have sympathy on them. It means to have pity. Amen. So now that we understand what Jesus means by love your enemies, now let's move on to find out who your enemy really is. Somebody say, uh-oh. Here we go. Now Matthew is loaded. I, I mean, it is loaded with this subject. And let's go to Matthew chapter 10. Verse 36 
to 39. I said, hold on to your hat, y'all. That first lady already had her hat tight. And I know because she, she know this script. Matthew chapter 10, verse 36. And it says, <laughs> start at verse 34. Oh, man, this is, this is deep, dog. That's why I never taught on this, but I got it now. Verse 34, Matthew chapter 10, verse 34. Don't think not that I came to send peace on earth. This is Jesus talking. Now, I didn't come to bring peace. I came not to send peace, but a sword. Verse 35, for I am come to set a man against his father and a daughter against her mother. Uh-oh. And a daughter-in-law against the mother-in-law. And verse 6, really, verse 36 really get me out. Those two verses got me already. But this one, it said, a, a man, this is King James translation. It, and a man's foes shall be they of his own household. Now, the NIV, New King James, I believe they say that a man's enemies, that word foe means enemies. A man's enemies shall be those of his own household. Wait a minute, Lord. You mean the people that are in my, in my house, the people in my family, those are the, my enemies? Oh, here we go, y'all. The word of God said, here we go. Look at John chapter 15. We're going to come back. John chapter 15, verse 18 to 27. This is going to shed some light on it. John chapter 15, verse 18 to 27. Somebody finna get revelation. Now we don't have to go down to 27. Chapter 18, no, verse chapter 15, verse starting with verse 18, and we'll stop at verse 21. Y'all ready? I'm gonna wait just a couple more seconds. I'm gonna, I want somebody to see this. That if they're seeing it for the first time, don't forget it. Now. Jesus is talking now. Now, this is at the end of Jesus' ministry. Matthew chapter 5 was at the beginning. But this is three and a half years later. Jesus was talking in the upper room to his disciples because the next day he was getting ready to go be crucified. This is what he told his disciples, his followers. He said, now, verse 18, if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. Verse 19. If you were of the world, the world would love his own. But because you're not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. Therefore, the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you. The servant is not greater than his Lord. If they persecuted me. They will also persecute you. If they kept my saying, they will keep yours. What did Jesus say? It's not that they don't like you or they hate you. It's because they don't like 
him that's in you. Uh-oh. In other words, Jesus said, now, anybody in your house, anybody in your family, any of your relatives that don't like Jesus is not going to like you. Uh-oh. To myself, I wish I had known that before I got saved. Well, listen. You can't have the cake and eat it too. You see, Jesus said, they ain't not coming against you because of you, the family member. They come against you because you chose to follow me. Uh-oh. We talking about family, y'all, and we talking about enemies. Look at John chapter 7. Well, now, now, now that you know who your enemies is, now you know, let's find out. You, you, you kind of find out why they don't like you. And why? See, anybody that don't honor you or don't respect your title or don't respect your position, they don't respect your rank in the kingdom of God. The reason they don't honor it because they're not a part of it. Uh-oh. Somebody said, uh-oh, I'm getting it now. Oh, yeah, see, anybody that know anything about the military, they know that whenever a ranking officer come in the room, they could be sitting around eating, playing cards, or playing checkers, watching TV. But if a ranking officer came in that room, everybody's standing up. Everybody gonna salute, and you ain't gonna put your hand down until he put his hand down. Because if you don't stand up, and if you don't salute, guess what's gonna happen? You getting kicked out. They'll give you a dishonorable discharge, tell you to go back home because you can't be a part of this. You see, we are in a, uh-oh, we are in an army. Yeah, we're called saints, but we're called to be soldiers in the army of the Lord. Oh, hi, God. John chapter 7. Now you're starting to see why they don't respect your title. They don't respect. And I get, you know what, I get sick of titles. People talking about, but well, I'm not into titles. Well, I tell you what, Jesus was, and he still is. John Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. We're not going to go there right now. Because I just got that in my head. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. I'm going, we're going to go there. We got time. Let's go. This is the word of God. Ephesians, this, this is for those who don't care about titles. and They're not into titles. Most, most of the people that's not into titles because they don't have one. Somebody say, ouch. Yeah, trust me. And another person is some people that they say they're not the title, but they lie. Especially if they have one. They're trying to be humble. Verse 11. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. Mm -hmm. Apostle Paul talking now. And he gave some. He gave some. Who gave some? Jesus gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors come on help me somebody I got I feel my help back here and some teachers why did he give those positions why did he give those titles why did he give that rank to them he said verse 12 for the perfecting of the saints and for the work of the ministry he didn't say job he said work 
work of the ministry, and thirdly, for the edifying of the body of Christ. That's Jesus, y'all. Jesus put rank, he put positions, he put titles in order so people can get taught, people can grow, people can get edified, people can get on their square, stop being students, and stop drinking milk and start eating steak. Grow up in the army of the Lord. Hallelujah. Am I going too fast? All right. Here's one of my showing up special ones right here, y'all. John chapter 7. John chapter 7. Gospel according to John. He said, verse 4, John chapter 7, verse 4. For there's no man that doeth anything in secret, and he himself seeks to be known openly. If you do these things, go show yourself to the world. Verse 5, this is it right here. For what? For neither did his brethren believe in him. Now, I want you to stop right there. This is Jesus' family. And the word brethren does not mean brother like a lot of people think. Now, I'll show you what it means. Look at Mark. Look at Mark. We'll, we'll come back to that. Look at Mark chapter 3, verse 31 to 35. Go, go to Mark, y'all. We got Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Mark chapter 3, verse 31 to 35. Somebody say, this is pretty good. This is pretty good. Look at verse 31. There came, I'm looking, I'm, this is the King James translation. There came then his brethren and his mother and standing without, that means standing outside, they sent to him, calling him. Verse 32. And the multitude that said about him, those that he was talking to, and they, they, they said unto Jesus, they said, Jesus, behold, that means look, your mother and your brethren without seek for thee. In other words, they're out there looking for you. They're calling for you outside the door. Verse 33, Jesus said, he answered them saying, who is my mother and my brethren? And he looked around about them which said about him. That's verse 34. And he said, look, behold. He started pointing. He said, behold, my mother and my brethren. Last verse, 35. For whosoever shall do the will of, my, of God, the same is my brother and my sister and my mother. So when he said brethren, that means siblings. That means men and women. What did that mean? Jesus sold his own family, his biological family. Don't, don't be coming in. Y'all don't be knocking on the door calling me to come out. I'm, I'm in here ministering. And if they want to be a part of my life, they should be in here with y'all. 
because I'm preaching the word of God, just Jesus was saying. This is my family. This is my brothers and sisters. Right in here. Because they're doing the will of God. Oh, Lord. See, a lot of people want to know why they fat. A lot of Christians, especially those that are moving up in the world, not just those, not just the ones that's getting titled. There's a lot of them that's just getting in. And your family acting weird towards you and calling you fake and calling you traitor, calling you sellout, calling you names. It's because they don't like Jesus. The scripture said the enemy is going to be members of your own household. It's an inside job. That's right, Pastor Mark. It's, it's, it's an inside job. So think it not strange when your family realize that you, you become a, a minister or, or evangelist or a pastor and they still want to call you by your first name. You see, we are part of a family. We are chosen to be a part of a spiritual family which is going to Go and live with God. But those that are not a part of the spiritual family, I don't, I'm not talking about those that are part of earth building, a part of a congregation. I'm talking about those that are in Christ. Those that follow Jesus. Oh Lord, it's getting it's getting hot in here. Oh, come on, one more. Let's go to another one. Let's go to James. Let's go to the back. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I like this kind of study, bitch. Oh, I like this. You mean to tell me I I don't I don't supposed to fit in, nope. Nope. That's why you can't go around them no more, the ones that you used to be with. Mm -mm. Oh, here we go. Somebody say, I didn't want to, I didn't want to hear that. Well, I'm just giving you scripture. I said, what does the Bible say about your family and your enemies? Go to James in the back. James chapter 4 Uh oh I'm getting nervous Woo. No I'm not getting nervous for me I'm getting nervous because somebody's going to hear this And start getting mad And, and, and because they still don't, Still want to hang out and be with people That God told them to come from among Come from around them Because the scripture says, James chapter 5, verse 4. Now, I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm just letting let God use my lips. James chapter 4, verse 4, it says, You adulterers, you adulterers and adulteresses, that's men and women, know ye not that the friendship of the world, what's it left? What's the rest of that? Is an enemy with God. So whosoever will be a friend of the world is the uh oh Lord Hamlet is an enemy of God. Wait a minute. You mean if, if if I'm hanging out with the world, the people that don't love God, that makes me an enemy. Lord have mercy. Somebody said, I didn't even know this was in the Bible. It's in there, y'all. What am I saying? We're part of a family. That's why we that's why when you get saved, you 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 call brother instantly. 
And if you're a woman, you're called sister. Why? Because you are my real, you really are my sister. If you are in Christ. And I really am your brother. I'm your real brother. And you're my real sister. If you're following Christ. I don't want to be an enemy of God. So the world, I mean, he said, be, be in it, but don't be of it. He said, why? Because you're a chosen generation. You're a royal priesthood. My God, you're peculiar people. You're purchased. I bought y'all. I got good stock. And I got a place for you to go. That's why Jesus said when he was getting ready to leave, they told the disciples, men and women, he said, listen, y'all, if, if they hated me, think it not strange. They're going to hate you too. Because if you was of the world, they wouldn't hate you. But because I took you out. Whew. Lord have mercy. Hallelujah. Who is my mother? Who is my father? That's why Jesus said, let's go, let's go to Matthew chapter 7. I told you Matthew was, was loaded. Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. This is for this really is for those. This is, I'm putting icing on the cake, but this is for somebody who that who never heard it, especially for somebody who never heard it. You might hear me say this quite often because this scripture scared me. Matthew chapter seven, verse twenty-one. Oh, here we go. Not everyone. Repeat after me, y'all. Not everyone. That said unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But the word but is synonymous with only. Only he or she Pastor that doeth the will of my father, which is in heaven. Many will say, come on, y'all, verse 22. Many, that means a whole lot of people is going to say to me, Jesus said, on that day, that's judgment day, Lord, Lord. Have we not prophesied in, in your name and and, and, and your, in your name that we cast out demons and devils and, and in your name we did many works that means many miracles in verse 23 this gave my pants off. Verse 23 Jesus said and I will profess or I will plainly say to them I never knew you. Depart from me. Get away from me. You work of iniquity. But Lord, I went to church. I don't know you. Lord, I sing in the choir. I don't know. How can, how can God, who knows everything, don't know somebody? Oh, don't worry, y'all. I looked up the word new. He said, I never knew you. That word means intimacy. It says in, 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 generation, in Genesis chapter 4, verse 1, it says that Adam knew Eve and they had a baby. He knew them. He knew her and they had a baby. What does that mean? They came together and had intimacy and produced a child. So Jesus said, Jesus said, said my, my, come on, y'all. Jesus said, come on, mute, mute your mic until we get done. Jesus said, yeah, you came to church. Yes, you carried a Bible. Yes, you worked in the church. 
but we weren't intimate. See, this is this is not about a religion. This is about a relationship. Oh, I didn't want to do this on one or the other. See, we didn't. You didn't come together with me. We, you did a lot of praying, but see, prayer is not monologue. Prayer is dialogue. That's right. You see, when you pray, you talk to God. But and when, when you, you read, he, he talks, talks to you. That's called a relationship. Because sure. if you're doing all the talking, that's not a relationship. That's right. You praying, you asking God for stuff, you and then you get up to your knees and you walk right past the no. Bible. No. Pastor Miller, can you mute that mute, mute that mic for me? Yep, I got it. Yes, sir. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I, I don't want to be rude, sister, Crystal, but we, we we was hearing your conversation and we was trying to get this this lesson out the way. And praise God. Well, this is that I'm at the end anyway. I'm just the Lord is talking to somebody who who thought they was part of the kingdom, but they haven't really accepted the the the. They're still trying to hold on to the world and be a part of people who don't know God, and, so, and they realize now that if okay, okay. if they're a friend of the world, if they're a friend of the world, because the friend of the world is an enemy of God, that makes you an enemy of God. If you're a friend of the world, if you if you still think like they think, oh Lord. Who is my mother? Who is my father? I'm glad we're in chapter seven. I need you to go to verse 13. In chapter seven of Matthew. Well, Jesus is laying it down. He's still on the Sermon of the Mount. When he first started, he was telling these people, listen, enter. He said, enter into the straight gate. For wide is the gate. And broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many, Jesus said, many there be which go in thereat. In other words, a whole lot of people is going to be on the wide gate. Because, verse 14, because straight is the gate and narrow. Uh-oh. Somebody says tight, but it's right. Narrow is the way which leadeth to life and few not many Jesus said only a few there'll be that's going to find it. in other words it's narrow y'all this we can't be all over the place and talking about we say we can't be hanging with this one and over there with that one and, and, and saying all kind of foolish things and doing all kind of foolish things and think we're going to get it in now, Jesus said, he, many people are going to say, Lord, Lord. He's going to say, I, don't, I never knew you. But a few, he said, is going to make it. A few going to go through that straight gate. A few going to, you're going to start rushing some people apart. You're going to start not caring about what they think, being delivered from public opinion. You're going to, you, you, you know, once you stop crying about what they said about you and how they feel about you and how they turned on you, listen, once you get rid of that kind of, I don't, I, I care. You stop wearing your feelings on, on your sleeve. Like I talked to one of my pastors today. He told me, I don't give a rip. He said, just like you told, just like you taught us in the, 
in the midst in the pastor's training. He said, your family is going to be the, the ones that's going to turn on you. Some of them. And he told me, he said, Professor, I got to give it to you. You were right on the money. None of them, just about none of them want to respect my position. They, they don't want to respect my title. They don't want to respect my ranking because now you know why they don't. And that's why I said love your enemies. Be have compassion on them because they really don't know where they're going. If they really knew that they was going on the wide broad the Broadway, hating on God's representative. If you hate, if they hate you, it's because they hate him. If they don't respect you, it's because they don't respect him. Why? Because you his representative. You his mouthpiece. You have come from among them. You have separated yourself. And they and they think you think you all that because you don't want to hang hang with them or talk to them all the time. No, the Bible says for me, I gotta separate myself because I want to stay on the straight gate. I gotta come out from among them. So now I gotta take a I gotta pick now. I gotta choose. Whose side, who is my family? Like Jesus said. Who is my family? Joshua said it to Joshua. He said, now, you, you can serve the gods, the Amorites and the Jebusites and the Amorites. But as for me and my house, honey, I'm excited. I'm excited too. Joshua said, now, you choose you this day. Who are you going to serve? Because of me and my house, everybody, everybody in the house, or oh, they can leave. Everybody in the house, Joshua said, we're going to serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So Jesus told me that this was going to happen. He told me my kids going to start acting up. If they don't love him, they're going to they go off on me. They're going to be disrespectful in the last days. All this, all that's supposed to happen, Jesus said, only because you chose my family, God said. Hallelujah. Now you know who your enemies are. Not just the people who've done your wrong that you don't know. Like Pastor Mari just said, she just shouted from the from the back. She said, it's an inside job. Because the people that don't, people that say no kin to you, they can't really hurt you. No matter what they say, that stuff don't bother you. But it's the but it's the ones that are close to you. Yeah. It's the ones that you thought that's supposed to be there for you. It's the ones that you thought that's supposed to be proud of you and and, and you and love you because we're family. Jesus said, "Don't don't don't take it personal because if they don't like me, they're not gonna like you." Somebody said, "Well, so be it." I'm not getting out of this family. I'm staying put. Because God is preparing you for the next world. This is not it. This is not the end. When you die, that's not the end. God said he's bringing his church back. He's bringing his believers back. He's bringing the real believers back. The followers, the saints of God. And guess what they're going to do? We're going to rain down here. And those that got the titles and, and, and was faithful to the position and the titles and the rank, guess what you're going to do? You're going to be reigning and ranking. 
helping and moving and teaching and serving. All this, all this ain't for nothing. This is for the commander in chief. This is for the chief cornerstone. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm almost done, y'all. Like I said before, everybody want to go to heaven, but don't nobody want to die. Mm -hmm. And most people want to save you because they don't want to go to hell, but they don't want no Lord because they don't want to be told what to do. But you can't have it both ways. Either he is or he ain't. Either he's Lord or he's not nothing at all to you. Because it's the word that we follow. These are his words. We follow what he says and that's it. Hallelujah. Woo, thank you, Lord. That was That's wrapping it up right there. Amen. Lord, I thank you for this. I thank you for your word, Lord. I thank you for those that really, really sold out to follow you, Lord. Not that they all they got it all together, but those that have decided, I'm in. And I'm in for the long haul. And I'm in for the marathon. Whatever it takes, Lord, one day at a time. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for choosing me before the foundation of the world. Thank you, Lord, that you purchased me. You bought me. You made me part. You made me part of the family. Your family. Thank you, Lord. While I was in my mess, you died for me. Thank God for grace, because I don't deserve it. Thank you, Lord. Look, thank you for looking past my fault. Seeing my need for a savior. Thank you for being my Lord and my savior, Lord. Thank you for allowing me to allow me to fall and get back up and ask for forgiveness and get back in the race, Lord. Not to quit, go back. Thank you for taking me out of the world and putting me into the kingdom of God. Thank you in advance. Hallelujah. So, Father, tonight, if anybody that's on Ooh. in this room tonight, on Zoom tonight, Lord, that do not know you, do not have a personal relationship with you, oh, God. God, oh, God, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus the Christ, the Son of the living and true God. Ooh. Father, that you will come into their hearts tonight. God, that you, oh, hallelujah, will save them tonight, God. Save them, Lord. Bring them into a place in relationship with you. Oh, God, we thank you for being a gracious God, a mighty God, a God that loves us, oh, God. Oh, God, help us tonight. Help this nation tonight, God. Thank you, Lord. Help us tonight, Father. Yes, Lord. Where there's so much evil in the land tonight, God. Where there's so much killing and murder and suicide, God. But we depend on your word, God. We know that your word is true. Your word is true. It would not return to you void. But it will accomplish everything you sent it out to do. So we thank you for the man of God that delivered the word tonight. Thank you, Lord. He's pregnant with promise, oh God. And we thank you. Father, we thank you for the word that was deposited into our spirit tonight, Father. Uh, Let us take this word and run with it, God. You have spoken to us tonight. Thank you, Lord. You have spoken to us tonight. 
Let us not play with this thing in this hour, but let us be faithful to God. Thank you, Lord. Let us be faithful and, and true to Him. Mm. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, God, we thank you. Thank, thank you for Lord. the man of God that's faithful. Thank you, Lord. In delivering your word. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus', In Jesus name. Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for that prayer. Amen. Let me say something for the record. I, I normally will start taking questions. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to answer a couple of them, but I, the Holy Spirit hit me so hard I, I I lost my composure. I couldn't stop crying. And uh Hallelujah. I'm gonna say I'll get try to make, take some questions, but uh I want to say, Pastor Cherie, she said something the other day in class that what she, I was telling her about being nervous whenever you want to minister God's word. And I said, I, it's like having a baby. You don't want to drop a baby. It's so precious and delicate. And she said, but well, I don't I, I don't want to send nobody to hell as a minister. She don't want to do it. And I said, well, you don't send nobody to hell. But I just want to I just want to touch on that and let her know that I, I do appreciate what she said. And I know why she said it. And because there are some false teachers and false prophets that are sending people to, they're, they're, they're leading people to hell because they're lying and they're, they're telling them stuff that's not even in the Bible that's why when you come to our service I'm gonna look I'm gonna have you look at it for yourself for yourself so there'll be no excuses so you'll never be able to say but Lord I didn't know I didn't understand. To state God. Don't look to the left nor to the right. We are too close now. We are in the last of last days, not days anymore. These are minutes and seconds. Yes. And God has shown us through the storms and, and through the earthquakes and all that is happening throughout the earth. God is raising up a church now that he wants to be ready and not get ready, be ready. So I believe God is, is allowing this teaching tonight so we can know the word of God, not just going to church, but let the church be in us. Amen. Let it be within us. Let us be ready. Be a witness for Christ. We're losing too many people in this hour. Be a lighthouse. Let your light so shine before men that Jesus, God, will be glorified through you. Yes. So I believe that we're in this time and day where God wants us to use our mouth to save, to help save people, to bring them into the kingdom. That's why the word of God was so powerful tonight. We, we needed these scriptures. We needed the word of God, what has been planted in us. Oh, We're chosen. God has handpicked us. He actually handpicked us. A lot of people not handpicked. That's right. God handpicked you for such a time as this to be a soldier on the front line. All right, God. I just thought I want to encourage you. Stay you. with God. Amen. Amen. And if anyone wanted to put a seed in the ground on this word, listen. 
put a seed in the ground of this word did anything for you tonight. I know I can feel some of you online right now. Even in your spirit, I can feel you. I can just feel your cry, your, yes. your heartbeat. I can feel you want more of God and you just want to do more for the kingdom of God. That is the Holy Spirit in your house right now yes. upon you. Uh. That's the Holy Spirit in you. The presence of God is right there where you are Ooh. right now. And many of you right here on Zoom right now tonight, I know you've been asking God, how long, God? When, God? When is going to happen for me? Tonight is your night. All right, God. Right where you are, you can just lift your hands and say, Lord, I surrender all. Yes. All to you, Lord. All to you, Lord. Lead my life. Lead my life. And I promise you, he Thank will do just what you ask him for. So if you want to put a seed in the ground, go ahead and plant as a, a cash app. It's Bishop Lehman. Uh, no, it's Lehman Newtall. Uh, that's a capital L and a capital N. Lehman Newtall. Dollar sign Lehman Newtall. Father God, we're so thankful tonight. We're so thankful for the word that was deposited into us on tonight, Father. Thank you, Lord. I pray for every heart and mind, God, that was on this Zoom tonight, Father. We ask that you will continue, Lord, to lead and guide them and cause the blood, let the blood continue to rest hey. upon them, Father God. Mm -hmm. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the power of your spirit that hit this Zoom tonight, Father. Mm -hmm. We just ask that you lead and you guide us and cover us yes. and hide us behind the veil, God. Mm -hmm. Hide us in you during these evil times and the times of uncertainty, God. Mm -hmm. We just lift up your name and we thank you thank because you. you are the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You are the great I am in the great position. Yes. And God, we know that all things work together for the good of them that loves you, God. Yes, Lord. And are called according to your purpose. And we seal this prayer right now in the blood of Jesus. Love. And we thank you thank for you. the blood. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. What a powerful, powerful word. We'd like to thank Dr. Lehman Newtall from Thy Word Worship Center, located in Plymouth, Minnesota, for joining us and delivering that powerful, powerful word. Telling the truth, breaking it down so we can all understand it. Until next time, God bless and thanks for joining us.